Hello, I am here at the beginning of the episode to let you know that this time it is a slightly shorter episode due to the fact that uh, we were having some personal problems. Not me and Nick, that sounds like we've had an argument, we've fallen out. No, um, I, I was, and uh, as a result we had to cut it a little bit short. Um, these problems are ranging from ghouls to phantasms to uh, all sorts of spooky shit. Um, hopefully that will be sorted by the next episode and we will not have this problem again. However... Um, in addition to this, my microphone was not doing me a solid and my audio is not quite up to the usual scratch that it usually is. Um, hopefully next time that will be sorted uh, again. But other than that, the episode is up to its normal standard and uh, hopefully you guys enjoy. Good bike. Those of you who got an invite, welcome to Nerd Prime. No matter where in the world you are, we're all NERDS International with the hyphen. You can hear the spooky music and spooky sounds, ladies and gentlemen, because this is the Halloween episode of the Tabletop Spooks. <laughs> because um, we have recorded this early in advance, but we lost a lot of the other episodes, so we're releasing it early, <laughs> which is the most <laughs> evil thing of all. <laughs> in this dark and terrible episode, we will be talking about lots of spooky shit. Like sheets. And phantasms. Green goo. <laughs> uh, uh, gas bills. <laughs> <laughs> Income tax. Rejection and loneliness. <laughs> Sadness and... No. What? The idea... The, the ravages of age. <laughs> the eons of... Despair. <laughs> On with the episode. <laughs> Shit, I knocked my mic at the end there. Which is also spooky. <laughs> Coming at you live from that creepy house on the hill, it's me, Nick Lamley, Death Slice. And me, Harrison Munt, aka Ghost Boy. And we are the Tabletop Spooks. Actually, we are the Tabletop Twats, and this is a podcast all about tabletop RPGs. And this week we have got a bloody show for you today, um, because we have got the intro, which we've already done. We've got what you've been slaying, where we talk about what we've been playing. We've got the main subject, which this week is going to be Vampire. The Masquerade. The bloody Masquerade. We've got the Chamber of Challenges. We've got Electro Letters. And we've got the shout-out section. We've got our world-famous, award-winning... World-renowned... Outro. Outro. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be amazing. It's going to be terrifying. It's going to be terrifying. Shocking. So, well, no, so good. It'd definitely be shocking. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, without further ado, without fu- that's the cat. That's attack. the cat. Cat yeah. attack. Let's get on with it and let's get into what we've been slaying, mate. Oi! Yeah. What you slaying? All right. So first of all, let's give a shout out to the amazingly well-named um, Facebook group. Buy, sell, and trade. 
uh, board games and RPG books, EU and UK only. only. Um, I like the hat, yeah. It's, it's, pun- it's punchy. Yep. It's a punchy name. Because you bought a new product on there. I did buy a new product because we we're, we're playing, well, we're currently playing Vampire the Masquerade. Um, just started, well, three sessions in now. Um, Big up. Big up. And uh, on there, on, on there, on the Facebook group, it's really handy. All sorts of stuff come up and you're on it quite often and you often tag me when there's a dec- decent deal to be had. And um, it was Vampire the Requiem, which is the edition that came after uh, Masquerade, I believe. 2005, mm-hmm. something like that. And, well, what do you think, mate? Check this condition out. It's uh, absolutely mint, mad bruv. condition in there. We've got mad condition. Yeah, um, I'm just yeah. handing Harrison the GM screen. I picked up the GM screen on the core rule book, hardback. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it's in perfect condition, mate. I don't think the guy even played it. It looks both wickles and wockles. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, it's really good. The, um, the thing is, on that group, a lot of people are uh, enthusiasts. And this is what I'm going to say to people out there. Get on to groups like that and buy stuff. Like that. that we talked about in the last so don't worry about that kind of shit but nonetheless um, if you want tips on buying stuff on the cheap and buying stuff in good condition get on there so this is basically like brand new Mm -hmm. you bought it on the cheap I bought it on the cheap please yeah exactly so um, in addition to that I managed to pick up um, I got Mech Warrior oh shit yeah you've been doing well which is a bingo bongo yep I also managed to get bloody Bubblegum Crisis which is also sick I got that for £10 yep which is amazing you got the uh, EX as well yeah I got Bubblegum Crisis EX actually you picked that from Oxfam and then I bought it off which was incredible it was perfect condition it one popped up on Oxfam just when I searched it and it was cheap yeah that was (laughs) awesome so that was a result, yeah. Yeah, so um, in addition to that, what games have we been playing this week? Well, you went to um, uh, FGCon, didn't you? I went to FGCon, which is an online... You didn't go anywhere. But... I didn't go anywhere. <laughs> I went to my um, spare room mm-hmm. and played in there. But yeah, so FGCon was fucking awesome. Um, basically, what it is is an online convention where um, you can play uh, games. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what I mean by games, Nick, what I mean is uh, RPGs. Not Snap. No, not, oh. we're not talking snap. We're not talking your grandmother's games. No, um, yeah, we uh, are talking. No, I um, yeah, the FGCon is an online convention where you play on Fantasy Grounds, which is a virtual tabletop. And we, uh, I played in two games. I played first of all in a game hosted by the late great Bill Lear. Late? Yeah, he unfortunately died. Um, Fuck off. Shortly afterwards. No, actually, people might believe that. No, don't say that. Bill, Bill is, is absolutely fine. Bill is sadly with us. Um, <laughs> no, what am I saying? What's wrong with me? Bill, he's a great guy. We love Bill. We love Bill, and he's still alive. Um, so he hosted a game of Savage Warhammer. Uh, I played in Bill's game for my first ever FGCon game last year. Yeah, actually, it was he cracking. Introduced you to Warhammer. He did he? indeed. And yeah, he brilliant is game. One of the best DMs out there for Warhammer because he mm-hmm. knows his shit. He does, and he does these um, usually short tales called um, Warhammer Savage Tales, mm-hmm. and they are fucking awesome. And I've played in quite a few games that he's DM'd now, and they're always really, really good, really dark, and are fucking awesome. And his DMing style is absolutely great. To the point, punchy, um, gets a lot of lore in there. Yeah. And this one was no exception. And you it don't, was, have, but you don't have new players as well. You don't have to, um, he helps you out. You don't need to know everything. But I've never even uh, played a Warhammer game before. Yeah. And he always gives easy. you like the, the information that's relevant as well. Yep. And basically all this um, campaign was, was that we had to, because um, it was one shot, we had to get onto this boat. Yep. And get the, um, 
black box um, for a boat that had been um, like real goofed up, mm-hmm. right? Um, and uh, there was like a bunch of nurglings on board Ooh. and these little creepy things. Now, I'll be honest, my memory's a bit dodgy because I think I had a bit of the flu that morning and <laughs> I hadn't taken any medication yet and I was really out of it, so I was quite quiet during this game. But um, yeah, I played one of my old characters from a previous game, this, this guy called Seventeen, um, that was from one of his previous games. Awesome. And this guy was um, a guy who'd been captured, a soldier that had been captured and experimented on, and and his like memory was um, a bit bit faded. Okay, yeah. He was a soldier, and he um, was amazing with guns, and so he just went onto this boat and was shooting people left, right, and centre, and there was a point where Bill uh, had this NPC that had a cannon that wanted to blast us, and he was trying everything. Bill was using all of his GM bennies trying to fucking blast <laughs> You're going us. down. And he was just like, he, he was like, yeah, I really want to, I really want to shoot you guys. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to go for the headshot. I'm going to do a cool shot. I was like, over on the other side of the room, I was like, I want to do a cool shot. I'm going to shoot this fucking guy in the head. And I fucking nailed it. And Bill was so disappointed because he wanted to blast us with the cannon. But I got this guy right in the head. I, I nailed it. I so nice. Happy. Excellent. Yeah, it was cracking. Um, really good game. We uh, got I'd down. save a cat in the, uh, in my game. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was fucking good, man. He does nice. He does great games. Um, we just got just a bunch of fighting down on the lower decks of a ship. Um, mm-hmm. Really good fun. And what else did you play? I uh, played American Honeybee. You played the American Honeybee? Yeah, this is a weird one. So this was authored by a weird book <laughs> called um, Gary McCallum. And what it was was um, superhero games set in the 1960s. Yeah. But they were, um, all the superheroes were a bit weird and a bit, well, the way he put it was retarded. But we don't want to use that <laughs> word here. Um, so there was a superhero called the Barnacle. <laughs> which was like just a, a weird creepy looking barnacle thing that was like covered in like I guess seaweed and stuff just yeah. looked hideous oh. um, there was a guy called Blink who could teleport um, <laughs> there was uh, a woman called I forget what she was called but she had a, basically a gigantic blonde afro and she could just pull items out of it so there was a point where she needed a chainsaw and so she just pulled a chainsaw out there needed a gun pulled a gun out of there sounds pretty handy yeah that was awesome my character was called Lazy Lazy Eyes but she had laser eyes (laughs) but they would always shoot off in two different directions (laughs) so like at some points I would sort of need to position myself so I wouldn't shoot one of my mates at the same time as shooting one of the enemies kind of thing yeah yeah it was really really fun and we were sort of after this um, rogue superhero who was committing crimes and uh, she was called the American Honeybee I don't know why I'm saying it in a South African accent <laughs> she's the American Honeybee she was doing it crimes and uh, yeah so we were after her and uh, that was basically the whole mission and it turned out that he put references to because we're friends uh, mm-hmm. he put references to you in there you were a little baby I was a baby there. weren't I <laughs> you were a baby in there um, I was the main villain in there except he made like a picture of me and I was so uh, he put loads of like sunglasses and a beard and like all this shit on me nice I, I was even recognisable I didn't even know it was me oh really yeah, that, by that point I'd taken some flu medication but Ooh. I was also drinking beer so I didn't, oh. I didn't even know what I was anymore you didn't know your own name no I didn't so, fair enough yeah, it was a really, really weird, great campaign set in the 60s. And we there was a bit where I killed a child. Oops. The whole campaign ended in a murder-suicide. It was, it was <laughs> wow. amazing. Yeah, that was cracking, mate. So, FGCon, go to the next one. Well, I'll, be, I'll definitely be all over the next one. I was, um, all over it. Which, there's two, it's two a year, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. So, I think it's September or is it October? Uh, I think it's one of the dates. One of them, one of them months. Just Google it, people. What's yeah, wrong with you? Yeah, Why do you need true. us to tell you? We've got to tell you everything. 
Yeah, Get out of here. Get out of here. Hallo, ich bin die Königin von England. Und ich der Herzog von England. Und, Und wir, wir hassen die Tabletop Twats. Tabletop Twats. Tabletop Twats. I played Acton Cthulhu on Wednesday. Was it good? Yeah, it was really good. I played it with Terry Hansen. I played it with Eric Glamour. I played it with Manuel Sams. Wow. Actually, you know, speaking of Manuel Sams, Manuel Sams, I won a competition that he ran on his show, Veiled Fury Manuel Show, um, and won an unbelievable amount of bennies as well. He sent me some Deadlands Reloaded bennies. Unbelievable, Bob, yeah. he sent me some Shadowrun, Savage Shadowrun. Savage Shadowrun ones. So I recommend... Uh, go and look at his channel. We'll put a link in the description because he shows you how to make custom bennies. Custom bennies. Custom bennies. And they are amazing. Um, basically, they really are. Yeah. Uh, so you, if you want to make those, go and look at this video we're going to put in the link because he sent me some and they are fucking wickles. Manuel, uh, during Acton Cthulhu, played an American. <laughs> yeah. And... I think he got his British and American mixed up a little bit. <laughs> really? Yeah, because it was so funny. There was a bit where he's like, Yeehaw, let's get in my plane. Come on there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. It was one of Brilliant. my favourite American accents of all time. You've ever heard. Yeah. The following is a clip from the game. Well, howdy, everybody. I'm Kingston Bates, and I used to be in the US Army, Air Force, of course. But I had some misunderstandings there, so I just said, yeah, well, I'm just gonna go and do something in the desert, you know? Those people, they're really nice, and it kind of reminds me of home. You know, Texas with all the heat and sand. So if you need anything booted or driven or flown, then I'm just your man. Uh, it was it was so good, and we had Terry. Um, he was playing um, a guy called Lawrence who went fucking mad, and he like had uh, he was like trying to learn this spell that he could never use, and every time he used it, it just sent him a bit more mad. <laughs> and uh, we had Matt Stark who was playing um, a sergeant, and uh, I was playing a um, Czechoslovakian gymnast, <laughs> nice, um, who sounded like Arnold Schwarzenegger, even though she was a woman. Um, it was it was fucking awesome. And there was a bit where we were trying to chase this um, Nazi plane mm. through uh, Morocco, and uh, Manuel's character, the American guy, was trying to do all these like pre-flight checks before we could take off and chase this plane. And he was just like, um, "Okay, check the left rotor." And I was like, "Come on, we're gonna go!" And he's like, "Okay, left rotor checked." And then uh, he's like, "Check the right rotor." And I was like, "Come on, get it away!" <laughs> Okay, right, roll the check. And we were just taking ages on these pre-flight checks and I was just screaming. I was like, ah! Yeah, it was so good, man. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Acton Cthulhu was very good, but I will do a proper review of it maybe another time because I've got uh, I've got a few gripes, but I, overall I had a really, really good time playing it and it was great fun. Uh, it's basically Cthulhu set during World War II, bro. WW2. Yeah, so quite liked it. I thought it was really good fun. Um, yeah, would play again. A+. <laughs> Main subject. Main subject. <coughs> Sorry. So this time we are going to talk about Vampire: The Masquerade. So what is it? You know what it is, Nick, because you've been playing it. I know. <laughs> that's I like the like thing was... you do on radio shows. <laughs> yeah. So tell me, what is Vampire: The Masquerade? It's like that fucking thing that they do on This Morning, isn't it? Where they're like. <laughs> They're, they're, they'll be like, today's guest, we've got them to talk to us about cooking chicken. Hmm, so what is chicken? <laughs> it's like they have to act like they're fucking dumb because the general public is. 
<laughs> so, oh, yes, but working out seems so hard. How can we do a press-up? <laughs> <laughs> Let's find out. Tell me, Phil. No, we're going to go over to a press-up expert. Well, you mean you just press up? Wow, it's that easy. It's revolutionary. <laughs> We've, hang on, we got a text in from Janine from Surrey who says, I've just done a press-up and I feel great. Okay, thanks, Janine. <laughs> Keep them coming. Okay, guys, now we're going to move on to a sad story. Um, Janine in Surrey says that she lost her dog last week because it had AIDS. <laughs> but next up, we got an interview with Madonna. It's the hottest interview since that dog a minute ago. <laughs> Don't <laughs> don't switch the channel. <laughs> oh shit. Let's um, go to the weather. Okay, so um yeah, that's Vampire Masquerade everyone. <laughs> okay guys, um yeah, so we're talking about Vampire Masquerade today. <laughs> and uh, the cat invasion. The cat invasion. Vampire the Masquerade, Nick. What is it all about? Well, <laughs> Vampire the Masquerade is a um, is a vampire game, quite obviously, but it is part of the um, the world of darkness. So the series, world, yeah, series of books. Huge. So, first of all, what we always like to do is talk about a system. Um, but but before we do that, we'll talk basically briefly about what vampire is all about. So, vampire is an RPG where you basically get to play as a vampire, mm-hmm. quite obviously <laughs> by the name. Believe but, it or not, yeah, basically. Um, but why the masquerade? Why the masquerade? Well, that's one of the rules, bruv. Exactly. The reason it's called that is because there are traditions in the vampire world where you that you're not supposed to break because vampires live in a polite society where there are rules, and the most important one of those is that you do not break the masquerade. The the vampires are supposed to not uh, be seen by the mortal world and not be discovered, and as a result. Um, it is called Upholding the Masquerade. Mm-hmm. And so, in this RPG, you play as vampires, and you play as the uh, children of the night, going around biting people, doing dark things, and um, living as part of this society, this secret society of the night. And it is fucking awesome. It really is. But uh, we'll first of all talk about the system and the way that works. Basically, the system is a D10 pool system. As far as I'm aware... Anyway, the system, the version that we're playing is second edition. Ah. Why are we playing that? Well, it's because it's the one that I bought. <laughs> it's the one I've got in it. Yeah. Um, I saw it online because this was a hardcover edition and I read a bit about second edition and a lot of people were saying that it was their favourite one. I don't know if it's the best one or not. Um, personally, from what I saw, um, a lot of uh, later editions and some of the, uh, well, first edition came with... Um, Different races, yeah. Because um, there, there will be like some some later editions and things like that will cut some of the races out, and then you have to buy supplements to add them back in and things Ooh. like that. Exactly. So, so with second edition, it came with the races that I liked. It came with the things that I liked. So I bought that one. That's all it is. Depending on which one you want to get, get which one you want to get. It doesn't really matter. No. But with second edition, it's a D10 pool based system. What does that mean? What that means is that you will have stats on your sheet that will show a certain amount of dots. So you might have Dexterity has a couple of dots in it. Yeah, so there's, there's some funny ones in there, actually, skills-wise, isn't there? Some we haven't heard. Centrifuge. Subterfuge. Oh, subterfuge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be a bit weird. Spinning around in a circle. Yeah, you just go... <laughs> <laughs> fly off. So you've got um, <clears throat> things like subterfuge, you've got things like uh, music, um, acting, things like that. So you might have a couple of dots. So let's say, for instance, you've got two dots in dexterity, you've got two dots in athletics. If yeah. you were running, you would add those both together, so you've got four total. You roll four dice... 
and then and you have to beat a beat you have to beat a beat so you might have a difficulty of six the DM will say you have to beat a six to be able to catch no no it's what's the beat no that's just what we say <laughs> so the, the DM will say that this this task has a difficulty of six and then you um, you have to beat a six so as long as you get one, um, one six on any of the dice that you roll you've, you've succeeded indeed but, yeah. yeah the more successes you get the better it is the better it is exactly and it's a lot of fun because you can if you're quite prolific in a certain couple of skills and they pop up like my character's got good investigation and good uh i can't remember the other attribute now but anyway i think it ends up being about nine dice and so i have to pick up ten uh sorry (laughs) nine d10s and it's a lot of fun rolling a shit ton of dice mate exactly and what that does mean and it even says this in the book is that you're um often very likely to succeed at certain things Mm -hmm. but you can succeed badly and that will come uh, to bite you in the arse. So, yep. for example, if you are um, if you go to pick a lock and you only get one success, well, that's a shit success. Mm-hmm. So that means you pick a lock. Um, for example, yesterday, um, somebody tried to pick a lock with a knife, only got one success. That meant that he picked it, but it's very obvious that he picked it and he damaged the lock. That means that the next time somebody goes to look at it, they know that somebody's picked the lock and that they can see that he's mashed it up with a knife. Oh dear. So that's what I'm saying. Like the um, a bad success is never a good one. You might hurt your leg when trying to climb something. Yeah. You might do. Um, you might fuck up. And oh, that's he, what Ryan did will... when he jumped out the window, didn't he? Broke his ankle. Exactly. He broke his ankle and hurt himself. So that's the way the way it's um, it's kind of done. It's not just a, a simple binary yes or no failure. Mm-hmm. It's it's more. There's levels of success. And, exactly. Yeah. And a lot of games try to incorporate that, but this is. Um, I feel like it, it does a better job of trying to communicate that to the players and how. Um, how you succeed and fail mm-hmm. in those regards. Um, yeah, it I mean, flows. It's easy. It's like it's, it's good. It's good. And system. it's really easy for the players to understand. The only thing I don't like about it is that you have to tell the players what the difficulty check is. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, but you do get quite used to it. And, yeah, it's fine. Uh, yeah, it's not that bad actually. Um, the beats are nine. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah. Then you know, but um, <laughs> it's quite good. And character creation as well. We'll talk about that quite quickly because this will give um, give people a, ch- a chance to understand what it's kind of like and, and then we'll get into like sort of the background and the lore of what vampire mm-hmm. is like because that's quite important because that's a big aspect of what this game is about yeah um but the character creation is quite cool because in this game you have uh when you start out you'll pick from any number of clans and uh so this will give a little bit of background on the lore as well but the clans are really cool so really you've cool. got like when you create your character you have to pick um uh, any number of vampire clans and what these basically are are let's call it what it is they're, they're your vampire cliches yeah and in the world of darkness you kind of have um, several different um, vampire clans and all of these pertain to what you know vampires to be so the Nosferatu for instance are literally like um, the classic vampire from Nosferatu <laughs> yeah like that's long that's ears, like. teeth, the, the pointed teeth at the front. No they're hair. Ugly. They're really hideous looking. They yeah. live down. They eat rats and live like in the sewers. Yeah. Then you have got the um, Toreador, which are like the artistic vampires who the flowing are, hair. Interview of the vampire style. Yeah. Or the like only lovers left alive. Which oh are, yeah, yeah yeah yeah. They're, they're like really artistic. emo. They're artistic. Long hair, flowing. They're tortured. You know. Oh, I just it's all about the music. Playing a harp. <laughs> <laughs> you've got the Tremere who you know can do magic you've got the Gangrel who you're beastly vampires the Bruja who are kind of like from 
what's that film Lost Boys oh you know, okay yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah. They're like an they're going to a shop and just be like hey old man Jenkins I'm taking the CD and there's nothing you can do about it and this chewing gum yeah, and then exactly. they start chewing it in, in the store and stuff. hey nobody's going to tell me not to chew the gum <laughs> and he yeah. pushes over the uh, newspaper stand you've got a Malkavian who are the fucking insane yeah they're the insane guys who, who you know they have the uh, Malkavian madness network but realistically they might just be more switched on than other people you don't even know Ooh. Um, yeah so you've got a good mix of like loads of different types there are more than that there's 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 things like the Samidi um, the like voodoo they are aren't they yeah, voodoo vampires bro and um, you've also got uh, the children of the something I can't fucking remember anyway there's loads basically loads of different ones so you, you pick um, a clan you get sired in by somebody embraced. who's embraced you um, yeah then you pick all your stats and mm-hmm. the way it works is that um, each one of your um, skill categories and, and attribute categories is separated into like um, knowledge is um, talents and skills yeah and then you pick a priority and you get to separate your dots so you just basically get a bunch of dots to spend and throw them out there and throw them out there so yeah. you just it's a point by system mm-hmm. no dice rolling Mm-mm. you just put a bunch of dots into things really easy really easy and that's it and it's good because you get to you, you sit there thinking about your character What char- what's your character going to mm-hmm. be and then that's when you start spending your points rather than you know leaving it down to dice to decide what it's- kind of character it's going to be you can actually Make him. Yeah, it's with your much dots. more um, role playing centric. Yeah, because you also get dots to spend in backgrounds as well. So oh yeah, you that's might, right. Um, yeah. yeah, you get points to spend in contacts. Contacts. You might have allies, which is more yeah. about family. You might um, have money to spend in resources. So you might have um, riches. You can have fame. You could have uh, maybe put stuff into uh, like you've got like a mentor in the vampire world. You've got fame in the vampire world, like uh, you, you've got guys that you have contacts in the vampire world who mm-hmm. can help you out, things like that. So th- those are good areas to, to, to sort of like flesh out your background. So mm-hmm. it could be you have a background that, that pertains to something you did before you got bit, or yep. you can have something post-bit. Post-bit, innit? Whatever you like, bruv. Yeah, it's like me. So I'm a, I'm a, my character's an information... He was an information broker. Broker. Yeah. And uh, so he's got contact... Well... Yeah, so he's got some contacts from before bit. Yeah, so you've BB. got contacts because your your family um, owns like a pizza shop and yeah. stuff. But you also had contacts um, like from the police and from the crime mm-hmm. from the, the crime world. When the policeman come round and eat hot dog. Yeah, have a chat. Have a chat, and you've mm-hmm. got information about the criminal underworld. Yeah, so that that kind of helps. So that was before you got bitten. BB. You, yeah, you can spend points in in other areas. So that's kind of how the. Uh, how the um, like character creation works. It's so simple. And basically the, the focus of this game, because it's so simple and it's just all about just roll a bunch of D10s, mm-hmm. it's all about it's all about the role playing. And from the get-go, when when you start creating your characters, you know that's the case. Because it's not about the dice rolling, it's just about put these points in where you feel it's appropriate. And even when you're spending levels in your skills, in the book it tells you like if you've got three points in this you know, like, if you've got three points in being a doctor, that means uh, that you're, you know, a qualified surgeon. Mm. If you've got four points, that means you're a master in your field. Oh, that's right, yeah. So it all puts puts everything in, like, role-playing terms, you know? Mm-hmm. Just so that you're aware of, um, like, the role-playing implications of everything. Because yeah. that's kind of the focus on the game, I guess. And, um, yeah, I really like that. It's not a bad thing at all. No, it's not very, at all. very good. If you want to play that kind of game, then that's good. If you like your role playing, then get into WAMPs.
get into vamps because yeah, it, it's but really good. Let's talk a bit about the world, bro. Let's talk about the place. What do you think about? What do you What do you make of um, what you played so far? Because we <coughs> we've um, we spent a little bit of time in the world, and what what I did um, for this campaign because I fully did not expect everyone to read up on um, all the lore and stuff. I mean, the, that's one of the troubles with Vampire the Masquerade is I think it expects people to do a bit of reading into the Vampire the Masquerade lore mm-hmm. and things like that before they start. I didn't expect people to do that. So what I did is I made it so that uh, in this campaign, everyone, we started from day one yeah. of them being a vampire. That did mean that it limited certain background options for people, which kind of sucked. But... Um, it meant that you didn't have to do shitloads of reading. Exactly. But what do you think so far of like the world and 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 the lore of vampire? Yeah, I love it. I love that because when when when, I, <clears throat> when my character first got embraced, he I, I'm treating him almost like any other normal person who who this would happen to. You'd be like, you know, the only vampires you're used to is the the, the vampire culture on TV. There's a lot of misconceptions, and this guy's just asking, and it's like, no, it's not like that. And I love that it's this kind of eloquent, kind of sophisticated society. But when you, uh, when you think of it and think of vampires and vampire films and stuff, I don't know, you don't really think about it on that side. And then when you actually become one, you, there's a lot more things you have to think about and uh, repercussions that can happen, like, like yeah, we found out. Yeah, people keep on like, taking the piss out of you, don't they? Because you'll be like, ah, oh, man, so I can't eat garlic no more. And people are like, no, you can't eat food in general. You, you, it's like having <laughs> yeah. ash in your mouth. Yeah. So forget garlic, forget food. Forget you know? food, full stop. And um, you're like, oh, man, I can't eat no dogs no more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, so, like, uh, silver bullets? And then, then you were just like... <laughs> yeah, and I love the fact that, like, one of the first things you did is as soon as you found out you can't eat food, um, Veronica, one of the vampires, went and tried to make a cheese sandwich just to test it. Because, like, that's, that's the sort of thing that you would do. Like, it's the sort of thing maybe a human would do, um, well, a, vam- a new vampire would do is, like, mm-hmm. you would try to test something normal like that. Just try to make something simple to eat. And then just try it, and all of you were just trying, like you were like, bleh, bleh, and just trying not to be sick. And then Veronica like, got really upset and uh, just stormed out, didn't she? With, uh, yeah, she got she stormed out, and then Stanley threw it in the bin, and then threw the bin out the window. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it's really fun actually, um, because I guess a lot of people that play Vampire the Masquerade don't have that bit where they're trying to come to terms with it. Yeah, and maybe maybe because that's boring. I, I oh, know. I'm having so much fun though. Yeah, well, we only did it really on the first session, but yeah, I I think that that's quite fun. We miss it. We're like we like to make it a little bit easier for us when you when we started and we got embraced and we spoke to the high vampires and stuff. We got the um, what are they the nine is it nine rules or eight rules? Uh, six six, six traditions. Six yeah. traditions. Sorry. So, but we didn't really look at them, and we just went out and uh, decided that we'd just try out our new vampires' powers. Yeah, you got an absolute massive bollocking because they... We got they, in big trouble. We thought he was going to die on the first fucking uh, session. What happened was is that there, there, there's six traditions in this world. So we'll go over a little bit of the law. Um, there's six traditions in, in the world that, that are basically... Um, I can't remember them off the top of my head, but the first one, obviously, is don't break the masquerade. The second one... Uh, you can't think, turn a vampire without permission. Yeah, you can't turn a, another um, guy into a vampire without permission. It's like thou shalt not sire another child without permission yeah. it's like they're written in a weird way like that <laughs> yeah. um, it's uh, if you go to a new city you have to present yourself to the prince of that city that's mm-hmm. what the leader of each vampire city is called uh, the prince um, yeah loads of shit like that there's loads of these rules and um, what they did immediately was that they they, they killed a, 
a guy, just a human, but they did it in such a way that um, it would be so obvious that vampires did it, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and they, they made it obvious. Then Veronica, who was, um, you know, very scared and, and vulnerable, she went back to the sanctuary where the prince lived and told him what what the other two had done. And so immediately the sheriff, who, who um, you know, is kind of obvious what his role is, but he's he's um, kind of uh, a lawman for, for, for the prince, um, said, you know, thank thank you very much for telling me, and went 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 back to the apartments where they killed this guy, and gave um, Stanley and Alfonso the biggest bollocking. Oh, of their life. we thought he was going to die. I mean, it was a little bit of a misunderstanding. So the the guy, uh, the superintendent, come walking in. Um, Felch bites him, and um, he goes into this like trance like state. Now we was like, oh, uh, we've turned him shit, and we thought that that meant that he was going to turn into a vampire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so. Yeah, thought we'd broken, thought a broken a tradition by not getting permission to do that. So we thought our only choice was that we had to murder him. Yeah, because we thought we had to. But then you <laughs> left. You just left the flat and uh, left the apartment and left him with bite marks on him and just <laughs> left him there. For and that's that's the reason that the sheriff was so annoyed. Yeah. And so um, he came back to kind of sort you out and and told you off and all of this stuff. And he said that that was the, the absolute last straw. And if you we were shit like that again, he, yeah. would, he would destroy you. Yeah. And, and that would be the end of it. And you guys were, were um, yeah, basically the first night. And and to be honest, yeah, this is something in Vampire that I think that people need to pay pay attention to because in other RPGs, you can kind of just be a murder hobo and just walk around doing stuff. And I think part of the fun of Vampire is being creative with restrictions mm-hmm. because there are rules and there is this thing of being polite and being part of a polite society and stuff like that. And that's part of the fun of it is working around those restrictions and understanding that there is polite society. The only reason you're part of this polite society is because you're playing as part of the Camarilla. Now, what the Camarilla is, is something that is um, working to uphold the masquerade. And that's why they have these rules. Now, there are other um, uh, kind of societies uh, of vampires as well. There's the Sabat, who, who are kind of the rivals to the Camarilla, and the Anarchs, who are... Um, a third one that are neither basically mm-hmm. um, so you can play um, campaigns that are like um, where you're Sabat or, or Anarchs as well so you could do that but that's not what you guys are doing so kind of if you're part of that society or at least they know about you yeah. so you could rebel Yeah, but, you know they might try to find you or whatever mm-hmm. so it's like that's part of the fun of Vampire is that yeah there are these rules you adapt you know? to it quickly though exactly and um, yeah that was what the fun of it was even when you were getting a telling off I felt like it was so dramatic. Mm, it was and awesome. you were like, holy fuck, we're going to die. It was, good. It was, it was really like, good role playing. Yeah. yeah. It was really good fun. Um, so when you play Vampire the Masquerade, you do kind of have to um, uh, adapt to, mm-hmm. to being part of this society where it's not just like normal, where, you know, if you're playing in like a fantasy role playing game, yeah, the Empire um, has these rules that they impose on you, and yeah, they're powerful. But they're not vampire powerful, Mm-mm. and they, they they don't have these powers where they could just find you at the drop of a hat. You know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's it's crazy, like um, how, how different this feel this game has. You know, um, so that was yeah, that was crazy. But yeah, so um, it basically each of the clans as well in this game has has different disciplines as well. So this is one of the things I want ah, to talk yes. about because they, there is kind of in air quotes magic. In the mm-hmm. game, but it's they not got cool magic. powers. They got yeah. uh, they got cool names. They got funny names actually. Uh, disciplines, yeah. So you have um, magic. Uh, so so basically, each uh, clan has three different starts with three different uh, disciplines, 
and they do um, it's basically your vampire powers <laughs> um, so yeah basically um, all specs got, you, I've got all specs all specs which allows you to depending on how many levels you, you get in each one every time you level up you can put, put a point in each one so mm-hmm. you've got all specs which allows you to see auras that's right yeah so I can, and depending on how well you roll which is annoying because um, I I've got really shit skills in the things I have to roll for all specs um, yep. so I need to level up for it but so I've been um, getting some successes but they've been pretty shit successes so I'm just determining like how bright something is so I'll see an aura and the oh what's the storyteller that's the yep. name for the GM in, uh, in, in this game will say uh, you know if I get one success they say well it's bright so they're, so they're passionate about something but you can't see the colour of the aura um, but if I was to get a good success, I would roll and actually see colours, and I've got a, uh, like a long list of um, what the colours mean and different things. So, if it's, uh, for example, what we got, like if you use like dark purple, it could be something like uh, what, like it angry. might be they're, they're lustful, or yeah. it might be uh, angry, or it might be envious. It's like it's like pretty much every emotion you could lose. Exactly. So I might say to Nick, he'll he'll roll it, and he, he let's say he beats it beats an eight. Mm-hmm. Right? That means that Nick sees. Um, Oh, it'll be like okay you can see green and the colour is bright that mm-hmm. means that they're extremely envious or mm-hmm. you might see green and uh, it's uh, dim mm-hmm. and that means that they're they're somewhat envious exactly so like you can see colours around people and uh, see their auras exactly but that's because you've got level 2 but mm-hmm. if you've only got level 1 or specs for example you can just see um, I think you can just see see the auras of people through walls or some shit I can't remember I can't remember yeah because I like, went straight for level 2 but yeah, so yeah, that's like all specs does does that kind of thing. Exactly, so, it's cool. Then you've um, got I've dominate, also got dominate. Yep, yeah, I've got dominate, which is I think I've got level two in that as well. So I can basically implant a suggestion into anybody. Yeah. So uh, Ryan's character, he's a Malkavian, and yeah. he, he's got dominate, but he's got level one, so he can only implant a single word suggestion. Okay. So last night, um, he was trying to um, get a woman to get into the back of his car so he could feed on her. Um, yeah. And he, uh, so some other woman came over and was trying to get her to go away. So he's yeah. like, Jodie, don't get in the car, mate. And uh, this woman, Jodie, was, Jody was like, no, I'm getting in the car. And so he said to her mate, he goes, he just went, go. <laughs> and the woman, the woman went away. Nice. But like... Now uh, yeah, you have to talk like Batman. But you've got level two. I've got so, level so two. So when you do it, you can say you can you could have said leave her and go back into the club. Yeah, exactly. You can say things like that. I used it to send um, a couple of guards into like a compound to pick up some dynamite and uh, yeah, and which is pretty handy. Bring it out. So no, no, to shoot up the place. So yeah, I told them to start firing. I think. I'd... Yeah, you just said go into the uh, go into the compound, get the dynamite, no matter what it takes. That's it. Like yeah, that. exactly. It's like, it wasn't like. I don't think it was that complex because you can only give simple commands, but it was something like that. You would just went get the dynamite, mm-hmm. and so but he just did it, you know, by any means necessary, but rather than being stealthy level, or anything. Yeah, at that level, it has to be something they would do. It can't be something they wouldn't do. Oh, naturally, yet. in their nature, exactly. if it's out of their nature. And so that guy would have done that, so he did it. That, hey, that's right. Yeah, because we had to work it out. We're thinking, exactly. well, you know, he's a guard. It's an illegal compound, so. So all of the powers in this game kind of have role playing reasons you yeah. know it always have a description like that so it has to be something you would have done naturally mm-hmm. at level five it might say something like so now they'll do it even if it's something they wouldn't have done naturally nice so they all have like these cool explanations they're all long explanations but the cool thing is, is you never have that many powers so they you just have to remember these explanations um James's character uh, Veronica has presence because she's Toriador she's one of the artist types and um, she has presence 
and presence makes her attractive to people. She gets sexy, yeah. So like she'll roll a bunch of dice and it will say how many um, uh, how many people she's now attractive to. So um, for instance, <laughs> last night she used it. She only uh, got attractive to one person, Hello. and she was in a, in a crowd. And this <laughs> this um, she was about to be punished by whipping for having done something. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, she was only attractive to the executioner, but. The funny thing is, is that she used her powers on sanctuary grounds, which was punishable. So she's now got a second. <laughs> it did say that. Yep. It did tell us. Yeah. So so now. Uh, yeah. And what's the other one um, when you can go invisible? Uh, that's obfuscate. Obfuscate. Now yeah. that's really funny because that has different levels as well. So no, uh, depending on how many dots you put into it, the first level is that you can go invisible if you're in a shadow or like by a lamppost. <laughs> so like, you'd be like, by a lamppost, and you'd just be like, oh? <laughs> Disappear. Yeah. But the good thing about that is as soon as, well, not good, you know, not maybe not so good for the player, but the good way as it's um, got a limitation to it is if you attack or, is it say anything or cast any so kind of other spell... It disappears. Yeah. It stops. So that's so, in level two. So, that's so you have to think cool. about that. If you want to be stealthy about something, you've got to take that into consideration. As soon as you attack this guard, you're going to become visible again. And it's interesting because there's no rolls required. It's, no. It's literally just, um, you go invisible, but if you do something, you're back. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think one of mine, another, my last one is that I can put, uh, I can put a boost in one uh, is it attribute or something but I would lose points and everything else for a roll or something yeah that was oh that that's what fucking Focus all specs level 1 is in is it oh yeah I think yeah. so that's um, all specs level 1 is heightened senses heightened we've, senses we've that's it. It. we cracked <clears throat> the fucking code done it um, yeah heightened senses so you can um, you heighten one senses at the detriment of all others that's right so yeah. you basically um, oh James was doing it to listen yeah he was doing it to listen and you can listen into to like anything mm-hmm. but um, yeah your your um, everything else suffers and a really good example of this is that sometimes you might heighten your the way you can see yep. and you can see somebody's paws from 200 feet away mm-hmm. but then suddenly if a light flashes it might blind you ah! yeah, yeah or someone so comes up behind you and you can't hear them because that you, you know your, that your hearing sense has been depleted while you're focusing on something. Yeah, and then they can just sneak up on you, mate. Bop. Yeah, yeah. Bop it's really, really interesting the way it's, all these powers it's work. It's fun. I absolutely really good. love it. Yeah, I do. Yeah, really good system. And um, yeah, I mean that's basically really what we've got to say on the game. I mean, there's a lot more, a really a lot more um, lore to to learn about the game. And I found an interesting YouTube channel recently, which I'm going to recommend you. So this channel is called. Scientia Antiquorum. That's a mouthful. But nonetheless, I'll put a link in the description. And this guy, I'm not sure if he just reads from the books, but um, <coughs> it sounds like he is. He's um, doing it a dramatic way. Oh, you sent me this video. He's got. It's easy to listen. He's got a good voice. Yeah, he's just, I think he's like. Uh, he might be Spanish or something. Yeah. He. Um, yeah, he just reads from the books. I think because mm-hmm. sometimes he pronounces the words wrong. Oh, but I don't know. Um, but nonetheless, uh, it's really good because he just he does these like fifty minute videos mm-hmm. where you can just learn about the law. And although we haven't spoken about it much in this video because it can be quite tedious to listen to um, just somebody just drone on about that kind of stuff. If you listen to this guy, he's just um, it's quite a matter of fact and it's quite interesting to learn about. Mm-hmm. Um, I just didn't want it this this um, bog it down just, with it all, yeah. Just to be about the law, I wanted it to be about the game. You could fill a podcast like with the law. Exactly, there's a lot of it, but it's for it's there for a good reason. It makes it exactly, awesome. it's interesting to learn about and uh, to to add into your mm. games. But I didn't want it just to be us two talking about that um, I wanted people to know about the system about the characters and all of that kind of stuff so yeah I'll put a link in the description to go uh, learn about that if you want to as well because that is one of the most interesting parts about the game 
Um, the book itself is one of the best uh, books as well out there, I think, because um, it actually offers good advice on how to be a good DM. It actually offers good advice on how to be a good player because mm-hmm. I feel like um, role-playing and good storytelling are the focus of this game and... Uh, as a result, it's one of the only books out there ever that fucking gives you decent advice on how to do this. So, um, yeah. Ooh, and don't, also, don't forget, it's got rules for LARPing. It's got rules for LARPing in there too. So, yeah, uh, check that out. Um, yeah, so all in all, I think this is slowly becoming one of my favourite games. I love it. I'll I, say, I've only played two, two three sessions and um, it's fantastic. It's a lot, a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm enjoying really the fuck is. out of it. So if you can get your hands on a copy, then please do. Um, the 20th anniversary edition, I've heard mixed things about it. So I am not going to pass judgment because I haven't read it. But um, How is it different? It is different. There's some people that are saying that they cut essential stuff out of ah. it. And some people are saying they put essential stuff in it. Hmm. So I don't know. bit contradictory. Yeah. That's weird. But, but what I'm, if you don't like vampires, but you like World of Darkness? Good question, Nick. I see where you're going with this one. Well, um, World of Darkness have released several things. Um, they're all compatible together. So what it is is the World of Darkness is um, by White Wolf Publishing. And what they did is they uh, released a bunch of stuff that's all compatible together. Yeah. I believe now it's owned by a different company. I think so, uh, yeah. I forget what they're called, but nonetheless, just look up World of Darkness and all of those things are compatible together. Yep, the I've got a famous. mage one. Yeah, mage is one of the most famous, as is Werewolf, got as that is one, Vampire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But... Fuck all of that shit, because mummy, right? <laughs> Hello. Ghost, right? There <laughs> we go. So if you Halloween play, special. Uh, yeah, if you want to play a game where it was just mummies, ghosts, there's the Inquisition as well, yeah, which that's is quite right. interesting. Demons. Uh, demons. You can have um, ne- oh, necromancers. Go- goblin. Go- D- demon. Yeah, so, um, there's all sorts of shit, man. There's loads, and they all, yeah, they all, um, they're all compatible. I would fucking love to play Mummy. You know what I would love to play, right? It's um, a game set in the universe of Twilight, right? Mm-hmm. But instead of vampires, it's mummies. Mummy. Like, like imagine a mummy just goes to like a, a high school in in the US, picking up the kids. Yeah, and he's no, 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 like, no. Edward, Edward yeah. Cullen is yeah. like a mummy, but he's wearing like a like a leather jacket and riding a motorbike. <laughs> And all these bandages are just like, like... Look at him, he's so mysterious. Don't unravel got, me. And he's got that sick hair coming out the top of the light. <laughs> sick hair. There you go. Really he's like, look that. what happens to me when I go out in the sun and his bandages dry up. <laughs> You're beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. We need to... Put my dad. <laughs> no. Okay, right. Um. Yeah, I'll be doing that soon. Look out for that. Look out for that film. <laughs> but everyone, um, check out Vampire the Masquerade if you get a chance. It's it's so good fun. I absolutely love it, and I know that you will too. It's a great easy game to play, and it's it's very very good. If you it encourages role playing, and the book is a great great read, and very good if you like angsty kind of stuff. We you will enjoy it, oh, wouldn't they, Nick? They will indeed. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Very very good game. All right, thank you. We love you. Welcome to. The Chamber of Challenges. Chamber of Challenges. The Chamber of Challenges. Chamber of Challenges. The Chamber of Challenges. <laughs> All right, so this is the Chamber of Challenges, and we the we we do the challenges here. So I've got a bloody good new quiz for you. And Super this excited. It's called Bite or Shite. <laughs> And okay. what you've got to do is you've got to figure out which one of... 
I'm so sorry. I've let I've not only let myself down, but I've let the fans down by doing You've that. ruined everything. I have. Um, yeah. So. So what I've got to do? This I've what I've done is I'm going to ask you some multiple choice questions, mm-hmm. and you've got to figure out out of all of these which one is the real vampire film. Oh, okay. Okay. So let's get in, let's get on with it. So the first question, number one: Black Sabbath, Purple Sabbath, Red Sunday. Bad Slags. <laughs> Bad Slags. Which one is the real vampire film? <laughs> Red Sunday. No, it's actually Black Sabbath. Oh. The um, the metal band was named after that. Oh, shit. Okay, so that is You Fail. That's You Shit. Question number two. Spooky Tomb. Scary Door. <laughs> tomb of the Bloodsuckers. Crypt of the Vampires. I really want it to be Scary Door. <laughs> <laughs> but no it's not uh, I think it's what's the last two again Crypt of the Vampires it's or Tomb what? of the Bloodsuckers and Crypt of the Vampires I'm gonna Tomb of the Bloodsuckers unfortunately not mate it's Crypt Shit. of the Vampires oh I thought that was too obvious okay number three Dark Area Dark Country Dark Realm Dark Town Dark Realm wrong again oh fuck Dark Town it is Dark Town Shit. okay number four Fuck. Tuck. Chuck. Suck. Suck. Okay, correct. Yes, one. It is suck. Yes. Okay, and the final question, Nick. Yeah. Silver Bullet World. Die, please. Dirty Dirty Vamp Tramp. Or The Moth Diaries. (laughs) Dirty Dirty Vamp Tramp. You're really going for Dirty Dirty Vampire? <laughs> yeah. I would allow you to re-pick, but could I be double bluffing? Could I be trying I'm to trick you? I'm going for it. You're going for Dirty Dirty Vampire? <laughs> yeah. Okay, unfortunately that is wrong. Oh, the vampire film, I picked I picked this one because I knew it would throw you off. It is The Moth Diaries. The Moth Diaries. Because that one actually has, uh, it is a vampire film, but the title has nothing to do with vampires, so I picked that one. Mm. So the real films, just to uh, recap, were Black Sabbath, mm-hmm. Crypt of the Vampires, Dark Town, Suck, and The Moth Diaries. Nice. Yeah. So um, those are some recommendations from me to you, everyone. I've not watched a single one of those, but uh, yeah, I'm <laughs> sure they're really good. Hey, this is Kanye West. I listen to the Tabletop Twats. Oh, yeah. Check my flow. Yeah, we just want to talk about quickly, everyone, about the Patreon page. Um, yeah, just to anyone that's donating, we just want to say a big thank you to anyone that's doing that. We think, but but we tr- we don't know. Yeah, we we try to get it back at the moment. Last week, obviously, um, it got stolen from us by the Patreon highwayman. Fucking robbed again. We've in, yeah, we've employed a PI. Yeah, he's on the case. Um, yeah, he's he's on the case at the moment. Um, there we go. Is this him now? Hey, it's me. There he is. It's me, Rockford. Oh, for fuck's sake. Rockford, aren't you supposed to be out there trying to trying to find... Catching this fucking criminal. The Patreon highwayman. What's wrong with you? Yeah, yeah, but I was, uh, I was in the area. I thought I'd pop by and say hi. I was, I was just in the pub having a beer. You're English pubs. They're so, they're so fun. So I was having... What the fuck do you mean you're having a beer? What's no, wrong with... time for that, mate. We it's... need our Patreon back. Go and get the Patreon. Go and get the Patreon Go back. Go get that highwayman, fucking idiot. I was just having one, two... 15. How long you been in there? A few days. <laughs> oh, and I'll be on the expenses report. Uh, what? 
Listen, you pay you pay peanuts, you get me. Okay. Oh, for fuck's I'm sake. paying you to try and locate the fucking Patreon asshole yeah. that took our money. That's oh. God. Okay, I, I I may have misunderstood. I made it very clear. I thought you said I was investigating the beers to try and get. No. Okay. Look, uh, we need to. I'll try and I'll, I'll get him. I'll get him. Well, I know the beers in Sutton are oh, mighty fine, oh, but. Okay, oh. I found the door. Okay, I'm Look. gonna. I'm gonna get him. I'll get him, guys. Okay. You need no, to lay down. Get, get. Have a coffee. Maybe a cold shower. Get back on the case. I'm gonna go. Jesus. Okay, see you later. <laughs> Listen, I'll get him. I will. I'm gonna. I'm gonna buck up my ideas. All of the beers. I, I had a steak dinner too. <laughs> Fuck you. That'll be on the expenses. Oh, get out. See you guys. Get out now. Look, it's all I could afford on the budget. How much did you pay for that guy, man? Oh, well, I can't remember. What did we... I think we settled on about £10 a day. No wonder... wonder, uh, Typically, if you buy a private investigator, you've got to go above about at least 15 quid a day. Otherwise, you get get some New York drunk. He told me he was the best... steak, steak dinners. Yeah, he said... Well, he told me he's the best guy... For the job, for ten pounds a day, yes. But we, I think we've look, look. He's we're never gonna get that fucking paycheck oh, back. That's it, that's it. If we got him on the case, we're fucked. <laughs> that's the problem. All right, okay, we we're screwed. So guys, um, if you're donating to the Patreon, thank you very much. But our money's currently not going to us. It's going to the Patreon highwayman who is a bad person. I don't know what he's up to with it. And it's probably cavorting, spending it on women and drugs. Oh, so thanks. Hopefully Thanks. it gets located soon and, and we'll get it back. We'll get it back. That's the best we can hope for, really. In the future, you will be able to send a letter from anywhere on the planet. This is the future. This is the Electro Letter. Right, Podbot. Beep, boop, 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 boop. Incoming transmission. We have got Electro Letters. These are transmissions sent from your listeners to your ears and you will... Make sure that they come out as. Printing, printing, printing. There we go. Okay, so these are your letters that you've sent into us, and we're going to now read them out. We're going to read them out to you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Right, so yeah, we're going to read them out to you. Uh, the first question is coming from Matt Stark. Uh, Matt Stark has asked us a few questions from RPG a day. Okay. Uh, First question is, what is the most unusual circumstance or location in which you've gamed? Okay, well, I once gamed at the top of Everest. I did. No, I didn't. Um, uh, Unusual location, I'd say. I gamed at work once, but I used to do this thing. What I would do is I would look on the company intranet and I would try to find people um, that I I would think would be up for a bit of gaming. People I didn't know, right? And I would just send them a message, and I would be, I would say to them, "You find yourself at the entrance to a cave. You can hear goblins within. What do you do?" Nice. And see how they would respond. <laughs> and um, I once found a guy on there whose name is Florin Gleegor, who you remember was an NPC in one of our games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And I just thought he had a fantasy-sounding name, so yep. I sent him a fantasy-sounding message, and he just responded with "Kill Goblin." Ooh. And then he just kept on going. And this went went on for ages, and he got to the end of the cave, and there was like. Had sort of like a dead guy on the floor, and mm-hmm. he was like, "Well, I'm not going to leave the dead guy. I'm a warrior. I will never leave a man behind." And <laughs> nice. he was like, he got really into it. Nice. This, this sort of like cave dungeon went on for ages, and so I'd say playing with a stranger who um, 
Purely text-based. Yeah, purely text-based over our company intranet. It's um, pretty strange. Based on the fact that I thought he had a fantasy-sounding name. was It's not a weird location, but it was a weird circumstance, I guess. Yeah, that's cool, though. Yeah, it was kind of funny. Uh, for me, the pub, I'm afraid. I thought that was pretty exciting. Ooh, playing down the pub. Oh, yeah, yeah, because we've done it uh, in, in the pub quite a few times, haven't we? On the round table. And we got some food. That was quite nice. Yeah, we, um, we've we got a, a, a sort of monthly game in the pub. Yeah. Actually, uh, Pub Thulu, um, which we're playing on Saturday as well, mm-hmm. which is going to be wicked. And um, the title for this this episode is um, Pub Thulu uh, 8, I think, and it's called The Madness of Steve. <laughs> and so I don't know why that fucks that up, but we're, we're really excited for it. So. Poor old Steve. Mm. Excellent. Okay, next question uh, from Matty is, uh, thing you'd be most surprised... A friend had not seen or read. Hmm. What? Thing you'd be most surprised a friend had not seen or read. Yeah, so you know sometimes you get like a mate who's gone, uh, who comes up to you and they're like, oh, I've not seen Uncle Buck. And you're like, what? what? <laughs> Uncle yeah. Buck? What yeah. the fuck is wrong with you? Is that RPG? I suppose with an RPG? Yeah, with an RPGs, if your mate was like, I haven't done that. I've played D&D. Yeah, you haven't played D&D. So well, that's, that's true. Pretty, that's I'm, pretty crazy. That's me, it? yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're you're the one, you're the one, I guess. I'm the guy. I'm yeah. that guy. I suppose with um, with Laura, she started out playing um, a weird Harry Potter fan game and and hasn't played D and D, so that's a bit that's of a bizarre true. one. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's, yeah. that's quite weird. Yeah, a bit weird there. Yeah. Okay. And you haven't played Dungeons and Dragons, but you uh, played a whole miasma of other other games. RPGs. Yeah, that's it. So I'm going to keep avoiding it now. Yeah, uh, so you're ne- playing D and D Fourth Edition soon. I so. am. I am going to play it soon. Yeah, exa- absolutely. So that should be good. Uh, right, and the last question is: You can game anywhere on Earth. Where would you choose? Do you know what? My answer would be anywhere but fucking England. <laughs> because I fucking uh, look. England's a great place. Sorry to any English people listening, but I fucking hate England because it's so cold all the fucking time. We get like one day of sun a, a, a year, right? It'd be nice to play somewhere that, that is actually warm for once. That'd be nice. That'd be nice on a beach. Yeah, on a beach. Yeah. Oh, oh no, no. I tell you what. You know them. You know them pool bars where you just sit and then you feet. Yeah, are yeah. That would be just sweet. playing a bit of uh, sort of an RPG just there with a cocktail. That'd be lovely. Yeah. Okay. There we go. That's 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 my answer. What Nick said. <laughs> there you go. Cool. Uh, next questions have coming from James the Pumpkin Clark. Loyal listener. Sorry, this morning. Sorry, this morning. Love you lots. He dropped me off here. <laughs> uh, question number one. What game or games took the most time slash effort to prepare for and why? Uh, probably GURPS. It took me the longest amount of time and I worked day and night for that because everyone uh, made me uh, prepare for it with only a week. Oh, and, man. And that was a planet-hopping space opera game where I prepared not just uh, towns and things but entire planets worth of material mm-hmm. some of it never got used most of it never got used <laughs> but it was incredible yeah that was good fun it and was awesome. that took me a lot of time um, often when I was um, just about to leave my last job and didn't really give a shit about it anymore um, I spent a lot of time preparing for games at work so I was there for sort of 12 hours a day 4 mm-hmm. days a week so I just what I did was spend a lot of time there doing that got so, busy yeah so I was like uh, that probably took a lot of time but I put a lot of extra time where I wouldn't have usually yeah so it was like sort of like 8 hours a day wow <laughs> whereas it worked no but I'd be doodling while I was on the phone yeah yeah, I mean? yeah 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 so I'd be helping customers and be like yeah yeah what's that problem you're having and while I was doing it I'd be drawing lines drawing little maps and stuff. yeah that's cool yeah. Um, well, yeah, just my one campaign. I did put a lot of effort into that. Sat down. And oh yeah, good point. Yeah, a lot out. Just done the one so far. Yeah, just but the one though. Coming soon. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, next question: How many unplayed systems do you, as the gaming group, own? Loads. Oh my god, I got so many, bro. Fucking hell. Uh, 
my shelves here, and it's pretty full up now. Yeah, I mean, I've got. I've what got, haven't we played yet? We haven't played Traveller yet. We haven't played Trailer Cthulhu yet. Got Bubblegum Crisis. Bubblegum Crisis. Bubblegum Shoe. Battletech. Mutants Year Zero. Battletech. We got things we left. Uh, no, that's Cthulhu. Um, got Werewolf. Oh, loads. Yeah, so many, man. It's a hobby now. Uh, I love. I'm a, I like collecting books. I like collecting books also. But we got. I've got a lot that are unplayed that I plan on playing. Yeah, we've got a schedule, haven't we? Exactly. Um, so we are getting around to as many as we can. What we tend to do is whenever we buy new systems, our group will say, "Okay, next we're playing this." So we're pl- currently playing Vampire. Um, we were supposed to play that uh, actually before, but what, what we ended up doing was delaying it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we're going to do is after Vampire... Vampire. Vampire. We're, we're playing a mech game, but we haven't decided on which one Because we've got a few now. We're either going to play Mechton or Gurk's Mecha, um, because that's quite robust, or we're going to play Bubblegum Crisis, mm-hmm. which is probably a lot smaller scale, um, but we haven't decided which no. one. No. Yeah. But some kind of mech game. And then after that, we'll probably play um, Mutant Year Zero. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You? Well, we'll wait for Mechatron, don't we? Because yeah. uh, you don't want to play robots. Exactly. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, next question is... Um, and the last question is the most important one. Boxes or briefs? Boxes, mate. Boxes, mate. That's the only, that's the only answer in England. If you wear briefs in England... <laughs> Tidy whities You get the piss taken out of you, don't you? Yeah. And if you, if you wear nothing, people just go... Ugh bit gross that is a bit gross though isn't it well yeah I think so is it they're there for a reason isn't it yeah to protect your trousers from skids exactly <laughs> you don't want trouser skids <laughs> you don't want that nah bruv nah bruv lick that blood lick that blood uh, we should explain what that no, is no we shouldn't explain what that means <laughs> it's from a vampire guy. no it isn't don't explain what it means <laughs> okay the listeners may never know <laughs> uh, thank you very much James as always you the man you the man um, and lastly, but most certainly not leastly, we've got a question all the way over from South Africa. Have we really? Yes, we have indeed. It's not from flipping the ant word, is it? Who? Uh-huh. The ant word? The ant word. The musicians. No, I don't know what that means. They're South African musicians. Oh, it's not them, though. No. Oh, what? <laughs> Sorry, mate. No. Sorry. Anything uh, else is going to be a disappointment. It's better than that, to be honest with you. you it's get- from Monet. Bloody Schlarp. Scarp. <laughs> you got his name wrong. Monet Bloody Scarp. <laughs> I'm not editing that out. He's going to hear you. Fuck it up. Monet Scarp. Did <laughs> I get it right there? Monet Scarp. Monet Scarp. Okay. It's such a cool, it's such a cool name. It's hard to pronounce. Um, <laughs> yeah, creator of Winter Eternal, of course. The, the genius behind Winter Eternal. Um, yes, good. What do, and what the fuck does he want with our shitty podcast? Well, I'm going to tell you. Yeah, it's true. Uh, hey guys, love the show. Whoa. Whoa, are you kidding me? Whoa. Thank you very much. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> always, now we've hit the big time. Yep. Um, always puts a smile on my face uh, and I get to learn cool stuff. Thank you very much. Man. Thank you very much. Yeah, that is very nice. Uh, like I would never know what the sexual attraction of a fire beetle is if not for your show. So <laughs> it's very true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, okay. I have a question. My group is very new to Savage Worlds, but know D&D uh, pretty well. How do I handle slash create an animal companion in Savage Worlds that is closer to the one since you find in D&D? Keep up the great work, Monet. In Savage Worlds, when um, whenever I've wanted a pet, yeah. all I've done is just grab a monster. Mm. Oh, right. Can I have a demon? Can I have a demon? Can I have a demon? Can I have a goblin? <laughs> so I guess if you wanted... 
because in um, in D and D and Pathfinder and stuff yeah. like that, when uh, when you have the animal companions, they typically um, use the young versions right. of, of the monsters. Um, so so you have like uh, the you know CR one third versions of, of the monsters and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I guess all you need to do is I, I would probably create um, some sort of monster or something and give it the uh, young mm-hmm. hindrance mm-hmm. and just oh, yeah. do that. Yeah, that's good idea. And then maybe that's, that would be a way to create the beasts um, that, that have like, uh, that, that will somehow be an equivalent to the ones you have in D&D, mm. um, something like that, and then have that be be it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know but uh, yeah I had a pet goblin in Warhammer so and I guess did. because it's an extra they only have uh, can take one win before they die anyway yeah. so I wouldn't worry about it just just take um, the stats for a monster or an animal and have that just be the companion because in Savage Worlds it kind of balances itself out anyway mm-hmm. seeing as it's they only take one wound anyway. one they're going to die they're going to die as soon as they see a strong wind anyway. yeah exactly so might as well just have it like that why not yeah, yeah. yeah. there you go lovely and that is all the questions because we were really, really short notice with putting up a question, question. Yes, because, uh, yeah. It's work week. It's busy week. Wait, what did we say at the beginning? What was happening to us? <laughs> oh, we've been attacked by uh, phantasms. Phantasms. And zomboils. <laughs> and zomboils. Uh, it's Halloween special. We got run over by a pumpkin. We got run over by a pumpkin. It pumpkin wasn't James. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's it. But that leaves me to... We got the shout out. So this week we've got a very special shout out. It's going to you go into a pub and do a thing. <laughs> We've got a big shout out for a fledgling podcast that's doing extremely well um, already. Actually, it's very, oh, it seems, yeah. seems really popular. I love these uh, it's called You Meet in a Tavern. It's an actual play D and D fifth edition podcast. Oh yeah, and it's pretty damn good actually. It's funny. Uh, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. What's D and D? I don't know. But we, if you want to find out, go and listen to... Go and listen to it. You do it in a tavern. You do it in a tavern. No, it's called You Meet in a Tavern. Um, it stars Shaquille O'Neal, <laughs> Bruce Willis... And Peter Holmes. O'Toole. Peter O'Toole. My name's Peter O'Toole. Don't think I'm a fool. That's his catchphrase. <laughs> he says, my name's Peter O'Toole. And he says that at the beginning of every podcast. <laughs> and co-hosting with Peter O'Toole is none other than... Tug, Durf and Carl, and that's Carl spelled with K, uh, played by Kirk, Jamal and Brian. As we navigate our way Gmail. through the f- first... <laughs> Gmail, yeah. As we navigate our way through the first uh, fifth edition D&D campaign. It's good. They're on their sixth uh, episode. Of, no, yeah, yeah. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, they're on their sixth episode now. I've listened to a couple. It's funny. Um, so that is the that is the first fifth edition campaign. That is the Minds I believe so, yeah. (laughs) They're on iTunes, of course. Um, Go check them out. Give them some love. And say say you we sent uh, you. (laughs) Send them a review, right, and say that you were sent... I don't want too too many people to go because um, I think they're actually a bit more popular than us. Um, They've only been around for five minutes. You can't say that. Go go there anyway. (laughs) I'm I'm joking. They deserve to be more popular. (laughs) Of course they do. No, it's very good and it's funny. Yeah, go check it out. And that is uh, the You Meet in a Tavern podcast. Yeah, so go check this out. I'm sorry that I tried to trip you up so many times when you were trying to shout them out. I apologise for that, Nick. (laughs) I says live apology right here on the air. So um, I want to shout out Big Fat Eli Kurtz. (laughs) He's neither big nor fat. Well, he might be big, actually. I've only ever seen him sitting down. I've done this badly. <laughs> so he is the writer and the brains behind the Blackwood setting. 
If you go to Drive Through RPG right the fuck now, you will find yourself some archetypes for the Blackwood setting. You will find yourself free shit for the Blackwood setting. You will find yourself the Blackwood setting. And you'll be able to play some shit. The artwork's great. The setting is great. Setting. Setting! Okay, so go over there now and download that shit for free because, did I mention, Nick, it's free. What? I know. Yeah. uh, I know. That value, right? Do me a quick calculation, Podbot. Okay, uh, how how much through the roof is it? Roof cannot be seen. Exactly. So, this is what we're talking about. This is the kind of value that Eli's given us here. He is insane. He's clinically insane. He's actually been locked up for being too insane to be <laughs> not locked up. For giving away good free shit. Exactly. So... Um, check that out. Just type in Blackwood into drive-through RPG, mm-hmm. and then go to the things where it's not talking about Blackwood, as in map tiles, mm-hmm. and then click on the Blackwood, as in the Mythic Gazetteer. Yeah, that's the one. And you will find yourself some good shit. And you'll be happy because it's great, good stuff. Exactly. And it is a setting, a very dark setting, set in the woods with a very a scary elves. Mm, yeah, they are evil. So evil. You evil will ones. like that very much, and mm-hmm. I will check that out right the fuck away. <laughs> now, please. Yes. Now. Pop, 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 uh, when? 35 years. Good. No. No. What? (laughs) No. Check it out now. Not in 35 years. Thank you. Popot, you're useless. Useless fucking piece of shit. I'm going to kick him. (laughs) Take that, you little shit. Oh, he's got a dent in him now. Never mind. We'll fix it. And that is the shout out. Goodbye. Time for the final battle. Magic missile! So, that was another show. I'm sorry that this one was um, a bit shorter than other episodes, but as I said, there are some personal things going on at the moment, and that means that we had to be slightly shorter than usual. Phantasms. Phantasm schools. That sort of thing. Zomboids. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Halloween. Halloween's it's a Halloween special. episode. So, um, yeah, I mean. Well, if you want to get in contact with us, you can. can you do, well, yeah, you certainly can. You can. I don't know why you want to, but you can. You can do that. Um, you can get in contact with us via email, and that is tabletoptwats at gmail.com. You can get in contact with us at Twitter, and that is... At tabletoptwats. And you can get in contact with us at Facebook, and that is forward slash tabletopt. Or you can get in contact with us via mail. You can just send it to my address. Yep. Figure it out. Figure it out. Um, Tumblr also. Yeah, don't know how that works. Be careful. Be careful with that one. It's a ticking time bomb. It's it's crazy. (laughs) But we always like to leave you with a thought, you know, to to, to ponder on until the next podcast. Something to keep your mind occupied. Some mind food. Exactly. While you're not doing anything better with your life. Because you aren't. Because you're a useless waste of time. No, you're not. Come on, you're great. You know you're great. You're the best ones. But, um... You know, that thought this week is going to be no different. Um, and that thought is, there are 99 types of different sleep disorder. Is the bitch one? Mm. And with that, there leaves one thing to be said, one thing that connects us all and lets us know that we are one and we are connected. And that us listeners, that with if, if we put together our thoughts and that we think of each other we will be able to connect as one hive mind and with that we will be able to kill the queen herself and take back this country this country that was once great and was once ours and that thought is chicken mcbosh larks good bike
I think it's this way. No, it's not that way. I listened to you when you said it was this way two weeks earlier, okay? You said earlier on when we were speaking in the pub two weeks ago that we had to go to the north, okay? When you said that, I thought that you knew where you were going to find the necromancers to do the fucking spell, okay? Um, well... I kind of know. I've never actually been there myself, you see. Um, Why didn't you fucking say that when we were talking in the pub? I thought I could get some direction on the way, hence the me talking to the mushrooms. When you spoke to the mushroom people, what good did that actually do us? Well, it was a good party. But nobody was arguing if it was a good party, okay? We all had a good time. It was a good distraction, okay, but we wasted two days. We wasted two days and that was two days worth of food. What are we going to do? Um, well, uh, I definitely, definitely think it's this way. Okay, but, but is that actually north? Um, well, I'm a peace lock, not a compass. You are a car- Excuse me? What we gotta do is figure out which way is north now. How do we do that? Um... Can we, like, look at the sun or some shit? I, I, there's, there's gotta be a way. There's got to be a way. We could ask that guy. Uh... Excuse me? Hello? What do you want? Um, I hope I'm not disturbing. Hey, you can't disturb me. You want to buy some weed food? Um, maybe later, but... They call me the wooden weed man. Oh. Um, yeah, we just need some... We just need some directions. Which way is north? We, we need to get out of these woods, man. We've been stuck in here for two weeks. Hey. Ain't that a thing? I've been stuck in here for two years. I love it. Oh, yeah. Where was you trying to get to? Wait, 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 wait. Nudge. Come here. Yeah. What? I feel funny. I think that the smoke, the smoke is doing something to me. We gotta get out of here. We gotta run. Oh, I'm feeling a bit lightheaded My myself. Hey, man. Have a... Have a smoke. Oh, yeah. Come closer, man. Have you got any food? No, no, no. No, don't, don't ask him for anything. Have you got any Just friends? come closer, man. Have a, have a smoke on this. Have a smoke. I'm so hungry. Just come close. No, no, we gotta go. We gotta go. Here, I'm gonna hit him. Take one of these. Right, run, run. I feel strange. Oh, my legs. They're not really working. Oh, no, come on. 